see if there's time for questions afterwards, but um, the, uh, of course, the, the driving force behind this uh, Leela, as is the case with all of uh, Godhead's Leelas, is Bhakti Rasa. So um, a few words about that and the Rasa that uh, this is relative to would be in order, I think, to, to begin. And uh, for that, we go to Vaikuntha, Vaikuntha Loka Kijai. There, as you know, uh, the dominant uh, sentiments or uh, uh, rasas are uh, Shanta and Dasya. And uh, our concern is with Dasya Rasa um, in this Leela. And its connection with another rasa. There are five primary rasas, as you know, and seven secondary rasas. So the secondary rasa here is that of vira. Vira rasa means like the rasa of heroism. And there are three different types of vira rasa. There is dharma vira, dhana vira, and yudha vira. Dharma vira means, uh, you know, the heroism of establishing, in, 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 heroism in the context of establishing dharma, doing something dharmic. Um, Dhanavir is heroism in the context of giving in charity. Um, and Yudhavira is uh, a type of heroism that arises out of kind of play, play fighting, which is obviously a prominent, uh, uh, as you know, a f- form of, of Virarasa that is um, uh, played out in the Brajalila on the part of uh, those in, in Sakyarasa. So it's very uh, compatible with Sakyarasa. Um, however, um, it's not compatible, as you can imagine, with... Uh, with Dasarasa, and particularly so, that would be the case with the Dasarasa of Vaikuntha. Uh, so to see Krishna wrestle to the ground, or, uh, to witness him experiencing Yudavira is not compelling for those in, in, in Dasya Bhakti. Maybe a little bit for the das, Dasyas in, in Braj because their, their Dasya tends to be tinged with, with Sakya, but definitely not so in uh, in Vaikuntha, the idea of fighting with Bhagavan is not something that the devotees there in Dasarasa entertain. Let's speak of those in Shantarasa. That said, um, and as interesting as that, that is overall, uh, here we find in the case of the Bhagavan Sri Narasimha, Bhagavan Sri Narasimha Dev Jai. Bhakti Prahlad Maharaj Kijai. He uh, had an impression um, and a desire to taste Virarasa. And he really can't, it uh, would be difficult, I would say, to taste Virarasa in terms of establishing Dharma in Vaikuntha, which is above and beyond uh, Dharma and nobody's in need of charity. So that rules out Donavir and, uh, and Yudavir we've ruled out also by way of its being in, 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 incompatible with, uh, with Dasarasa. But uh, nonetheless, he had such a desire and the gatekeepers of Vaikuntha, in this case, Jai and Vijay, they were sensitive apparently to that uh, desire and wanted to facilitate, uh, but how to do so, that uh, was a question that uh, only Bhagavan himself could, uh, could resolve. How they could be, the gatekeepers, could participate in that, um, uh, assisting Bhagavan in 
dharma vira. And so, of course, we, uh, we, we find this story in the, I believe, the third canto of, of Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, and um, there we find the sages, the Kumaras, of course, there by Bhagavan's arrangement, they, they come to uh, the gates of Vaikuntha and they feel that they were inappropriately dealt with by the gatekeepers who didn't let them in. And so they were cursed and Bhagawan did not um, interfere with the curse and so on. Uh, curse being, of course, that they had to take uh, th- three births as Asuras. And so um, the... Uh, The Bhagavatam in, in the third canto kind of uh, leaves it at that, but later on um, in the seventh canto, the uh, issue comes up again, and um, it comes up in such a way that um, Nard, in speaking to Yudhisthir, um, is inspired to relate in detail the story of the gatekeepers and that in relation to uh, one of them appearing as Bhagavan Narasimha. Of course, now we're talking about obviously different avatars of Lord Baraha avatar, uh, Ram avatar, uh, Narasimha avatar were... um, uh, the, the forms in which the Lord tasted Virasa in relation to the three different births of the gatekeepers who were appearing as Asuras. Most of you know the story. Um, but the uh, the story of uh, well, I should say all of these different avatars of the Lord, as an aside, I think that uh, they should be understood, the Bhagavatam's description of them and so forth, should really be understood um, more than a mere, as it is sometimes thought of, just a myth- mythological uh, stories that have a, a moral. There are simple morals that can be uh, drawn from from the stories, but um, there's much more to be drawn from them as well. And I think that um, the appropriate way to speak, to think about them, is that the, the, what the Bhagavatam is saying is that Godhead has an emotional life. That's not unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And then in different ways, they, that, that, the text seeks to explain that, to bring that out, mm-hmm. to, to showcase that, and so forth. And so we have the stories of the different avatars, which are like different waves in the, in the emotional kind of sea of uh, potentiality in, 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 in the life of, of Bhagavan. It's not, again, it's not unreasonable that the Godhead will have an emotional life. We have an emotional life. We have an emotional life um, from our philosophical point of view, because when the Atma comes in contact with subtle matter, hmm? the subtle matter takes on a consciousness-like life, which is full of emotions, right? And so I think it's, it's, it's interesting to, to uh, how the Vaishnavs in particular, and Gaudi Vaishnavs look at this because they, they really say, well, the fact that subtle matter can take on this emotional uh, life, hmm? where life really is in the, in, in, in the world of emotion, subjective experience and so forth, is um, speaks about the fact or, uh, or the potential of the Atma unto itself or independent, let's say, of matter having an emotional life. If in touch with dull matter, it can have a quasi-emotional life, what it speak then if it is in touch with 
Krishna's internal energy, rather than in Maya Shakti, his Sarup Shakti, then certainly it could have a rich, fulfilling, and eternal emotional life. This is very, of course, different than the Advaitic um, conception of, of uh, consciousness touching matter. It has an emotional life. It's illusion. Um, take away the influence of, of, of Maya Shakti and end all emotion. So, um, if we have a potential for emotional life, and it, it must be under the influence of the Srupa Shakti, then certainly Bhagavan has an emotional life. And the waves in the sea of his emotional life are, as the Bhagavatam describes, asamkhya. Hmm? So, and this comes up very uh, relative to our discussion. The, uh, the appearance of uh, Narasimha, that means... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go on with it and get to that point, but there may be new avatars as well. Hmm? Uh, but I don't get ahead of myself. So skipping now, or, or moving from the third canto, where this story is introduced to the seventh canto, where it, where it is again discussed. Hmm? There it's discussed because Yudhisthira is speaking to Narada, who ha- has just heard about how uh, Sishupal was... Uh, despite his enmity towards Krishna, was liberated. And so Narada has to, ex- or takes the time to explain the impartiality of the Godhead. Somehow or other, if you think of him, somehow or other, if you become absorbed in thoughts of him, the result will be auspicious. Hmm? Liberation is auspicious. Of course, within the context of that, there are different varieties of liberation relative to the way in which one becomes absorbed in thoughts of Bhagavan. Uh, here we find Sishupal was absorbed in thoughts out of enmity, so he got a certain result. Of course, he also got a certain result because he's one of the gatekeepers of Vaikuntha. But the point is, the point that Narada is making is that, that Bhagavan is, is, is impartial, hmm? which is a good quality. Um, that's the general idea. Of course, from Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we go on to say, but he's partial towards his devotees. Hmm? And that's even more glorious. Hmm? Of course, that's just as a result of how they approach him hmm? that uh, draws out that uh, uh, that affection. Hmm? But uh, but um, as Nard is telling the story uh, or explaining, excuse me, the impartiality of Bhagavan, um, he also uh, relates to Nard the in brief, you know, the backstory of Sishupal. Hmm? and how he was one of the gatekeepers and so forth and was cursed and, uh, and so on. And, and Yudhisthira is incredulous at, at, the, at the very idea that a gatekeeper in Vaikuntha could fall from Vaikuntha. This, this is a, just a point as an aside that, that comes up as the, uh, as the 10 plus chapters describing Bhagavan uh, Nursinga or Dr. Prahlad and his, his qualities um, begins. It's this lengthy, lengthy section of the seventh canto of the Bhagavatam. No avatar in Srimad Bhagavatam is given more attention than Bhagavan Narasimha Dev. Hmm? So uh, this is the place, then the one place, the singular place, in Bhagavatam, where the question, which is a, been a question in contemporary Gaudiya Vaishnav community for some years now, where the question of, of whether or not someone can fall from Vaikuntha uh, arises and is answered. It's answered in the question of Narada, or excuse me, of Yudhisthira. How could he's basically asking and, and exclaiming, really, at the same time, how could someone fall from Vaikuntha? I, do, I just don't believe that that's possible. Hmm? It's not, he's basically saying it's not possible. He an, kind of asks the question and he asks, in the context of asking it, he answers his own question. Hmm? And he gives a reasoning for it too. He says, it's not possible to fall from Vaikuntha because the, the devotees there are all completely under the influence of Bhagavan's Sarup Shakti. Indeed, they have forms constituted of his Sarup Shakti, which, of course, exists only for the pleasure and service of Bhagavan. 
only for that purpose. And, and of course, in, in, the, in, the, in the presence of that influence, the Surupa Shakti, the Maya Shakti cannot, cannot stand. It has no, has no place there. So um, it's, a, it's a good point for you to all take, take note of. Some of you are aware because it's not the first time I've brought it up and you're all Bhagavatam scholars to one extent or another, I'm sure, um, or should be. So uh, uh, if we want a definitive answer to the question, well, why not go to the place in the Bhagavatam where it's actually the singular place, the one place where it's brought up. And let's take you to Steve Maharaj's opinion. Of course, in the purport to that comment in the Bhaktivedanta purports, Prabhupada uh, says the same thing. No one falls for Vaikuntha. So that's good news. Uh, we want that our ideal hmm, will be eternal. If it's not eternal, then it's not like, then it's like any other ideal that comes up, that arises in our mind that, that won't uh, last and won't satisfy us. I know when I was a young man in my early 20s, I used to sit and think, what will I do with myself? And every thought that I played out, it had an end. It, 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 and I, wasn't, I, I couldn't be content with any ideal that didn't uh, endure, which turned me uh, from external goals to internal goals and collecting as much as I could at the time information on meditation. So, um, yes, our goal is eternal. Yes, it's meditative. That's true. It's in the mind, but it's in the mind, meditative mind, which means a mind in our Gaudiya context, saturated with, uh, overridden, if you will, by the Sri uh, Shakti. So, uh, so you, uh, Having, um, Eudister having asked the question and answered it, or just made that exclamation, made that, that remark, he wants to know uh, a little more in, in detail. And so Nard obliges him. And um, he, he explains that, that, that there were the three births. Hmm? And he says that the birth of giant Vijay in Ramlila, what is it at Kumbhakarna, was it? And, and, uh, and Ravana? Hmm? Yes. He said, better you hear from Markandeya about that. He, he, he could tell you about that. Hmm? Then with regard to the birth of Sishupal and Dantavakra, giant Vijay, well, you know their story. They're your cousins. Hmm? That leaves us with the story of Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakasipu. And between the two of them, the story about Hiran, Hiranyakasipu involves the life and dedication of Prahlad. And this lights up the heart of Yudhisthira Maharaj. Hmm? This is one of the unique features in these three different leelas where the two, two uh, gatekeepers appear uh, uh, successively, the Leela of Bhagavan Narasimhadev is really all about Prahlad, hmm? Prahlad's character and, and so forth. So because he's a devotee himself, Yudhis Marsh asks Nard, tell me, uh, oh, tell me this, that story. Hmm? He doesn't ask to hear about Hiranyaksha. He asks to hear about uh, Hiranyakasipu and the corresponding form of, of Bhagavan, who, uh, as it turns out, <clears throat> appears in uh, response to the devotion and, and inner necessity of Prahlad. So this is a significant uh, uh, point um, in our Bhagavad philosophy that the devotee is given more importance than Bhagavan. Of course, the two are inseparable. They're one and different. The object of love, Bhagavan, and the personification of that love, the devotee. Hmm? Um, but the fact that Yudhisthira was very much uh, motivated by hearing the story of Prahlad. He's a devotee. He wants to hear about another devotee <laughs> and how he... Uh, um, uh, 
how God appeared to him in his life. So Nard, of course, is delighted. He's delighted for um, uh, a number of reasons, but he secretly wanted to get this kind of response from Premier Marsh that he would that he would ask this story so that he he could speak about Prahlad, of course, and also about Bhagwan Nishringa, who is who he's the pujari for in his Brajlila form. Narada, that is, is, as explained in Gopal Champu, a, a Vaidhi Bhakti expression, expansion of the Rag Marg Brahmana Madhumangal, Madhumangal Kijai. So Madhumangal in the Brajlila is the Pujari in the house of, uh, of Nanda Maharaj. He lives in the same house with Krishna. He's like a constant uh, sleepover pal. And, uh, and so he, he, because he's a Brahmin, he and his group of assistants, they oversee the worship, it, 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 performing the arti, offering the boga, and so forth, at the, um, at the behest of, of uh, Nanda and Yashoda. So Nashingadev has a very important place in Goloka. He's the worshipable deity in the house of, of Nanda Baba. Hmm. There's many, so many ways, it's very beautiful, so many ways in which Nashingadev and Krishna, not Narayan, are uh, closely um, related. Uh, Prahlad, of course, himself, as we know, was a devotee of Krishna. It's mentioned throughout the 10 chapters, 10 plus chapters of, 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 of Narad's uh, uh, narrative, his explanation to Yudhisthira Maharaj. Indeed, not only Krishna, uh, but even, even the name Govinda is, is invoked with regard to uh, Prahlad's uh, um, his, his deity. Uh, and again, he's the deity of, uh, of, 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 of Nanda Maharaj. Hmm? So the happy uh, Narada Pujari, <laughs> if you will, in, the, in, the, in, the, in another Leela, has now the opportunity to speak to, to a great devotee, Gunsakiras himself, this, uh, this uh, Yudhisthira Maharaj, about Prahlad and about uh, his corresponding deity, Bhagavan Sri Narsingadev. So that's the kind of the, the build up to, to, to how the story um, unfolds. Most of you know the story. Um, um, but let me try to select a few salient uh, points worth uh, uh, considering. Um, and highlight those. Just as, for example, just as uh, Yudhisthira uh, was enthused to hear uh, the life of Prahlad and how God appeared before this devotee, um, <laughs> uh, even though God is appearing in his own family, Yudhisthira Maharaj, uh, in the form of Krishna, uh, somebody recently posted on Harmonist, uh, an article was posted about Bhagavan Shringadeva relative to this day. And someone made a comment on there that Keshava Maharaj of, you know, the great authority, Bhakti Pragan Keshava Maharaj, no less than Bhakti Pragan Keshava Maharaj has said this about uh, Narsringadeva. Therefore, you know, uh, no devotee should speak in ways that are uh, uh, disrespectful of him. No doubt. <laughs> but I commented, no devotee should speak disrespectful about any form of Bhagavan at any time. Here's Yudhisthira Maharaj. He's a devotee of Krishna. Krishna's in his own family. But he's just excited and awed to hear about how Prahlad, a lower devotee, if you will, uh, how Bhagavan appeared in his life. It's a glorious, glorious story. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, uh, just as 
Yudhisthira was enthusiastic to hear, but just as Nard was enthusiastic to speak about it, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very enthusiastic to hear about Prahlad Jarit, Prahlad Narasimha Lila. In fact, Vrindavan Das Thakur tells us in Chaitanya Bhagavat that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard this story from the lotus mouth of Gadadhar Pandit, who was the, the pundit, the pundit of the leader, the Bhagavat speaker, hmm? um, both in Navadweep and later in Puri as well. He heard this story about Prahlad and Nishringa hundreds of times. Hmm? Hundreds of times he said he heard this over and over again. I must have given a hundred classes on it, I was thinking the other day, because I think I've been speaking on it for about almost 50 years, and often I give more than one class on this on this day, sometimes three or four, over three or four days. So uh so it's it's yeah, it's a very exciting story, very beautiful story. It's a story that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as I'm explaining, um found a very insightful, very um, instructive, hmm? um, full of devotional lessons and uh, uh, so much siddhanta to be drawn from this. It's very rich. Again, it's going over 10 chapters of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Um, so he found it like this. And of course, Krishna finds it very interesting too. For, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it is uh, for Gaur Krishna, it is a very, um, as I say, uh, uh, instructive leela, um, captivating and instructing story. And for Krishna himself in the Braj leela, of course, it's a very charming and exciting bedtime story. Hmm? Rupa Goswami cites a, uh, a sadhu, uh, Shisarvananda, in his Padyavali. Hmm? Um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a verse that uh, describes this uh, bedtime pastime, as Nanda, as Yashoda comes into the room and finds Krishna still awake, you're still awake, you haven't gone to sleep yet. No, I can't get to sleep. Hmm? So she says, Let me tell you a bedtime story. Hmm? And she sits and tells him the story of, of course, Bhagavan Narasimha. And According to Sri Sarvananda, when he gets to the point, when she gets to the point of saying, and Nurasinga appeared from the pillar, and then he killed Hiranyakasipu, and a big smile turned up on Krishna's lips. Jai Bhagavan Nurasinga Dev. So it's a, it's a story even Krishna listens to, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu listened to hundreds of times. So we should be excited on such a day to hear. Uh, have the opportunity to hear and discuss again, once again, uh, such an important section of the Bhagavatam. <clears throat> we should uh, uh, mention also that uh, uh, that not only did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like to hear the story again and again, but but that Narasimhadev plays an important role in Gaurila. One year, I once gave a class on all the instances in which in Gaurila, in which Bhagavan Narasimha appeared. Um, it's worth going back and trying to find that. I, I should do it myself. But uh, many, many, many times, many places, he plays a very important uh, role in Gore Krishna's life and thus in, in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? There is probably no other deity, I'll say it, there is no other deity outside of Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who plays a more important, significant role, uh, well, other than Balaram, Christian Balaram or one. So, uh, 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 no other, no other avatar that plays a more important role than than Bhagavan uh, Narasimhadev. One of the one of the nice uh, stories um, from Chaitanya Bhagavat um, that I like very much is uh, the instance in which uh, uh, Sri Thakur, and it's very relative to our discussion as it's, as it's been at the flow of it, um, uh, Sri Thakur, who is the Narada of uh, Gaur Lila, and who, who, according to 
Krishnadas Kaviraj. Krishnadas Kaviraj has identified him with Madhu Mangal also, mm-hmm. appropriately so. Um, uh, he, in his house, worshipped Bhagavan Narasimhadev. And so one day he was doing the puja for Narasimhadev and he was, he was doing it right. That means he was so absorbed in the puja that he entered into meditation. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and knocked on his door, he didn't, he didn't hear him. Not only did he knock on the door, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu roared at the door like a lion, open the door. And finally, he broke, was able to break the meditation of Sri Bhastakura. So this archer is very uh, powerful. It can, has a great power to captivate the mind and the senses and draw us within and absorb us and so forth, such as the condition of, um, of Sri Bhastakura. But Mahaprabhu brought him out by roaring loudly and proclaiming himself to be the very deity that Srivastakura was worshiping. Open the door. You called me. You're worshiping me. You said, Idamasanam Klim Narasimha Namaha. Come sit. Let me offer something to you. And I've come to your door. Open it up. I believe he, in fact, I believe he may have even broken down the door himself. And there stood Chaitanya Mahaprabhu before Srivastakura in the bhava of Narasimha. There's many stories like this in which the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expressed in a very powerful way the bhava of different avatars. It's one of the ways in which they came to the conclusion he must be the avatari in him. They saw Varaha in him. They saw Nansinga in him. So they saw Baladeva in him and so forth. They saw him, maybe he didn't change, he didn't, maybe he didn't manifest four arms, or, but, but the bhava they, 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 they experienced in him. So they came to the wise conclusion, oh, he's the avatari, all these bhavas are in him, hmm? at, at, at will, and so forth, or as is appropriate according to the time and circumstance. So in this time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed himself in the bhava of, uh, and then he said appropriately as Nishingadev would offer prayers to me offer prayers to me like he did for a lot offer prayers holding up his hands hand in, uh, in, in, uh, of benediction hmm? and so Srivastakur who of course is Nard who of course is Madhu Mangal hmm? worshipping Nishingadev in Navadweep hmm? Um, as he does, as Bhadu Mangal, in, in Goloka, in the house of Nanda Maharaj. And so what prayers does he offer? Hmm? He, begin, he begins to, he, he offers a prayer, the opening prayer of Brahma, in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, where Brahma has been brought to Goloka, or excuse me, to Gokul, to Vrindavan, hmm? to see firsthand what the object of Sakyabhav that he expressed a desire for, and Bhagavan blessed him with the um, uh, to attain at the dawn of creation when Krishna imparted the Gopal mantra to him. What the object of his love in Sakiras ultimately looks like hmm? that was Krishna sitting like this and appearing in the heart internally of Brahma, giving him diksha and siksha. Now he wanted to show him where it all ends up. And he wasn't sitting like this. He was holding fruit and rice in his left hand, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, he was behaving in ways that seemed um, inappropriate for, uh, for a guru, so to speak, but very appropriate for the object of the kind of uh, intimacy in love that we find in Sakyabhav. So Brahma begins his prayers to Krishna after his experience, his bewilderment, the Brahma Vimohan Lila, with, with a beautiful prayer describing 
Krishna distinguishing him from the god of Vaikuntha and so forth, speaking about his peacock feather, his flute, and, and so on. So this is the prayer that, uh, that uh, Srivast Thakur cites hmm, in glorification of Narsingadev. Hmm. Again, the connection, between, the direct connection between Krishna and the Shringa himself. Hmm. So, uh, of course, again, there, 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 there are many other instances in which uh, the Dev appears in Gorlila, and it's apparent um, from a number of those that he is the protector. Hmm? of the devotees. He's the protector of the Sankirtanga was broken by Chantakazi and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu marched with his followers to the house of the, of the Kazi and um, the Kazi made a confession that a man like half man, half lion appeared in his dream and it wasn't a dream. He, he's told him that drum is my favorite instrument. Don't do that again. And scratched his chest and look and see he uncovered his his chest, and there were the scratches to the amazement of all the devotees, and they knew that Narasimhadeva had come to the protection of the of the Sankirtan um, movement that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was inaugurating, taking the, the holy name to the streets for you know the benefit of, of ourselves and so forth. Um, he it, it is said, of course, that after his uh, appearance to Prahlad, he appeared in Navadweep and resides there eternally in Godrum in the island of Kirtan. And there Bhakti Vinod Thakur, um, in, in relation to that, Bhakti Vinod Thakur has composed some very beautiful uh, prayers petitioning Bhagavan Nishengadev to help him attain Ragmarg save of Radhanavinda. Hmm. Very beautiful prayers. So he's a very appropriate uh, uh, and important deity in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And, and in one sense, um, with regard to his protective nature, he obviously appears to protect Prahlad. Hmm? And this um, protection on the part of Bhagawan for the devotee is an aspect in the devotee's culture hmm, of Sharanagati. Rakshikshatri Vishvashvo Gopritvebaranam Tata. These are two of the Angas of Sharanagati. The latter is, and we think we discussed this the other day in relation to Nishta, hmm? um, thinking that Krishna is my maintainer. We gave the example of, of Nar, Muchita Kashai, hmm? depending on Krishna, leaving home, walking into the forest, and so forth. Um, and that is uh, thought to be this Rupalakshana, the primary characteristic of Sharanagati. The one that precedes it in, in verse. Rakshikshatri Vishvashvo, thinking of Krishna not as my maintainer, but as my protector, is also sometimes um, thought by some devotees to be the Sarupalakshan of, or the primary characteristic of uh, Sharanagati. But regardless, both are right, and both are important. Um, uh, uh, we, we find in the life of Prahlad, hmm, who was, of course, more than a Sharanagata, but his Sharanagati is, is something for us to learn from. Hmm? That, that Bhagavan Nishinga, in many respects, we could say, corresponds with this firm faith, confidence, Vishwas, that Bhagavan is my protector. Firm faith that Bhagavan will protect me. Hmm? Devotee has this feeling as a Sharanagata, and in the Parlad Narsingalila, Bhagavan appears in a form to, that corresponds with that and demonstrates that in no uncertain terms. Hmm? Generally, it's thought, as the teaching of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, that what we need protection from hmm, is, of course, the rounds of birth and death, to be protected from samsara. Hmm? As long as we're in samsara, then we're in danger. Padam, 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 natesha. So there's many a slip between the cup and the lip, it said. It's a short distance between the cup and the lip, but still something could spill. It's possible. 
So in this world, there's padam, 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 there's danger at every step. So if we want to be protected, what is the protection that we're looking for? A comprehensive. So the, this Anga of Sharanagati, that Krishna is my protector, properly understood, or in the, in the full sense of the term, is that I take shelter of bhakti only as a means to be protected from birth and death. What does the Bhagavad Gita say? Second chapter, what is that verse? I'm sure you know, many of you know, but you're getting senile like me. The great fear, Mahabhaya, is, oh, I have to remain in birth and death, cycle of birth and death. In bhakti, this verse says, this is where Krishna begins to speak about bhakti, that will protect you from that. Not jnana, not yoga. Therefore, sharanagati, with regard to Krishna is my protector, means I will not take shelter, I will not foolishly think that I can get protection by yoga sadhana, by jnana. Yoga and jnana, faith in these things is faith in something temporary. It's faith in the ending, ending, ending samsara. It's faith in ending something. So once it's ended, it's over. Hmm? This is the idea. Whereas bhakti, that's another thing. Hmm? Bhakti, in bhakti, in, 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 in Bhakunta, no doubts can enter. Hmm? That's true. And everything is animated. Everything and everyone is animated. Full for faith is an animating principle. So faith in jnana and in yoga, this is faith in something that's temporary because it's about, not that mukti is temporary, but it's about ending samsara, hmm? bringing an end to samsara. So in the anga of sharanagati, uh, sharanagati itself is an anga of bhakti, within it, there are sub-angas, the sub-anga of Krishna's my protector in the, in the, in, 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 a, in a, I would say in a, in a more ordinary, but full sense is that I, as Prahlad did, take shelter only of bhakti. When the Srimadeva appeared before him, he asked him, what do you want? Ask a benediction. I give benedictions. Take one. And of course, uh, he didn't want anything. He asked only that his father would give bhakti. And Bhagavan said, that, that's already given. You got bhakti. That's already he, He'll be given bhakti as well. So he only wanted bhakti. Of course, he was also protected physically. Mm-hmm. Now, we can't necessarily expect that, but it's possible. <laughs> so Perlat is really the full, shows us the full measure of the, of the extent to which Bhagavan can actually serve in this capacity and come through, so to speak, if we, as a Sharanagata, think of him as our protector. Of course, Prahlad, again, as you know, was tortured by his father and put into so many difficulties. And, and um, uh, uh, in, the, in the attempt of his father to kill him, and Narasimhadev protected him. Hmm? So, uh, uh, in our culture of Sharanagati, uh, there's, 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 uh, uh, and this sabanga of Sharanagati, Krishna is my protector. We have cause to think of Bhagavan Narasimha, who is a particular, as we say, a particular expression of Krishna. Prahlad was meditating on Krishna. He wasn't meditating on Narayana. He was actually meditating on Krishna. And Bhagavan Narasimha appeared. Hmm? Gopal Bhatta was meditating on Prahlad. Hmm? And how he how he worshipped Narasimha, and Krishna appeared to him as Radharaman. He was thinking of Prahlad's devotion of Prahlad. On the Srinya Chaturthi, on this day, Gopapada was thinking, oh, if only I had the devotion of Prahlad, all the good character, qualities of his, and so forth. 
The next day he woke up in, in his box of shalagrams was the, the, the lid was was ajar. He thought, oh, maybe a snake has gone in the basket. Carefully he took look, no, the deity had the, the, the shalagram had expanded into into Radharman, Radharmanji ki jai. Hmm? So, so there's an important role for Narasimhadev in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And it's also interesting to note that when he did appear from the pillar, hmm, he slayed Aranyakasipu and protected uh, and, and, and gave himself entirely to, to Prahlad. At that time, the gods came and tried to pacify him in some way, but none of them could pacify him. Now you would think that Lakshmi could pacify him. After all, she's his consort. But she was uh, nervous to come forward herself because why? Not because she had any material desire like the gods and goddesses in the Hindu pantheon, which is why they were afraid. If you have material desire, you will be afraid. Don't be afraid to give up material desire. Bhagavan will come. In the context of bhakti, Bhagavan will come into your life and fill, fill the gap. Take you to the fearless realm. So Lakshmi, of course, is intimate resident, the consort of Narayan. But why didn't she come forward? Because she had never seen him like that before. She had never seen that form before. So this, again, I alluded to this earlier, hmm? this idea that the emotional life of Bhagawan has no limits. Hmm? There, and, and, and those emotions are expressed like, the, the, like waves in the ocean. They just keep coming, keep coming. Bhagavatam describes them as asankhya. How many forms of God are there? Hmm? Asankhya. They they appear primarily in response to the hearts of the devotees whose whose hearts they they correspond with as the object of their love or as uh, the object of their love appearing in a particular form relative to the necessity of the the time and circumstance, as is the case with Prahlad and the Shringa's appearance. So he never had appeared before. This is, a, this is how it's literally stated in the Bhagavatam. There are different ways, of course, to think about that. But literally, the text in the Bhagavatam says she didn't come forward because she had never seen Narayan like this. So she wasn't sure. Is that him? Hmm? Hmm? Appearing as a half man, half lion, and so on and so forth. Garlanded with the intestines of, of Hiranyakasipu. Uh, so the, the implication of this, of course, is, 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 is that that that, that not that Nusringa has, has a beginning in time, but he, he's part of the emotional content of Bhagavan that may express itself at a particular time, just like all of you. All of you have a place in, in Goloka, in Sakirasa or Madhuri Rasa, these two windows of opportunity given to us by, by, by Nityananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, respectively, through the Guru Parampara. You, you have a life there in potential, in potential. When Gopakumar entered into Goloka for the first time, a new Leela then took place. There are, there are new leelas. That doesn't mean the leelas begin in, at a particular time. And they're eternal. Hmm? So there will come a day when you enter into Goloka. Hmm? And the Sarup Shakti, which is eternal, let's say, for example, the Sarup Shakti in Madhurya Bhava, the Sarup Shakti in, in, in Sakya Bhava, hmm? This is, it is constantly expressing itself in newer and newer ways to serve Bhagavan. You see, our idea of the Godhead and transcendence is not static. It's dynamic. So the Godhead is praying 
is said to be full and what else? Always expanding. As I said before, in, 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 typically in Vedanta, it's thought we should stop trying to become and just be. We're trying to become what we already are, happy, satisfied, uh, secure, satchitananda. Um, we're a unit of this. We're trying to be those things by way of adding something from the Maya Shakti onto our lives. We're trying to become, but you already are those things. So stop trying to become, just be. But in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we, 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 we stop trying to become. That's true. And we just be. <laughs> but we be, we exist in, in, in relation to the Sarup Shakti. And so there's a transcendental becoming as well. And it has no, has no end. Newer and newer leelas of Bhagavan. And so you, are in, in, there's a page and a paragraph with your name and place in Goloka to become, to happen. Um, I just mentioned it because we should not think that our, if our relationship with Krishna in Goloka isn't, hasn't already, isn't happening, and at a certain point it will, that it has a beginning in time. This is a beginning out, outside of time, a beginning in transcendence. So, you know, leave it to Gaudiya Vaishnavism to complicate things a bit um, and make it more nuanced and, uh, and, and interesting. Hmm? So, out of nowhere, really, but out of the inner emotional life and potential of Bhagavan, relative to, the, to a unique circumstance that Prahlad found himself in, you find Bhagavan Narasimha appeared. Let him ever be, be ever present in our lives in pursuit of Rag Bhakti. Bhagavan Ji Shinga Ki Jai. So I don't want to speak too long. <laughs> Close there. Are there any questions or comments, thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, I have a question uh, that I always have, you know, but now I remember. Okay. In the, like in those, in all these lilas, especially in the Gora lilas, when it comes to the associates, uh, there's some associates like Sri says, you know, that he's um, uh, Narada Muni, but also Malad. So how that would work, you know, for this associate that are combination? Say it again, who? Uh, many of them are like... Uh, oh, uh, I you mean You mean that, that for example, Prahlad in Gaurilila uh, or Haridas Thakur in Gaurilila... Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, there are many, many cases. ...thought to be Brahma but also it's thought to be Prahlad because yes. just like Prahlad um, was protected um, in his devotion to, steadfast devotion to Nishinga, so Haridas Thakur was protected. He was chanting the name, he was a Muslim. The Muslim said, you can't, you know, Hindus can chant, we allow that, but we can't allow a Muslim to chant the name of God, worship the form of God. That's, uh, they thought that was... Uh, contradictory to uh, to their or, or, or um, um, to their teaching, so they beat him. They whipped him in the marketplace, in t- I think twenty-one different marketplaces, and then they um, he wouldn't die. So the the those who were charged with whipping him were concerned, and that because they couldn't kill him, that the magistrate would would, would have their heads. So when Haridas Thakur realized that, then he pretended to die. And so, so they, to, to leave them with that, so they, they threw him in the Ganga and he floated down some distance, came out, and there he was embraced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who, in all of the markings from the whipping, um, were disappeared and they appeared on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, was protect, so protecting him like Narasimha was protecting Prahlad. So because of that, sometimes Haridas Thakur is, is compared to Prahlad. Now your question is, well, is he, he's Prahlad, he's Brahma. And, and, and a lot of these descriptions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates are identified with more than one person and, and so on. How to understand that, right? So, um, one of the ways to understand that is that there's a well-known book on the who's who in Gore and Krishna Leela um, himself states that, that what he's presenting there is based on scriptures, that means some Puranas, uh, and, and, and also what different devotees have said. So, there are different devotees may have different um, opinions about that. And he didn't, it, it would appear that um, uh, Kavi Karnapur took the uh, position of not trying to make a definitive statement, but in the, in the case of, is it this one or that one? Just, there's, there's a couple of opinions here, there. Um, so that's, that's one way in which it's understood. The other way is that, that in a sense, the, the text is not, they are who they are, but uh, uh, you can fully identify them with a particular member in Krishna Leela, for example, um, or you can say that the bhava of Krishna Leela in a particular associate, we find some trace of it here. Therefore, we acknowledge it. Uh, Ramananda Roy is one of the more complex persons in that regard. I think Kavi Karnapur gives three or four different ways of thinking about that. Krishna's Kaviraj gives another one. Hmm? Mahaprabhu gives another, gives another one. Hmm? Mahaprabhu identified him as, as Arjun. Hmm? Right? Both the Pandavas. And uh, Kavi Karnapur uh, identified him as, um, I think, uh, Arjuna, the Gopan Arjuna Gopi. Yeah, also, I think Lalita, Lalita. also. Yeah. Saki. Later, Bhakti Banoda identified him as, as uh, Vishaka. In Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnadasa identifies him as Subal. So, there are different uh, angles of vision uh, on that, that uh, different devotees have expressed. And um, uh, different ways of thinking about it. That's all. Mm-hmm. That at different time, or or you could say at different time, they may they, they obviously are somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that might be enough. Like, but but at the same time, the bhavas of others have have, have the, the, the seem to correspond with others appear in them, and so we we acknowledge it. And this bhava also we expressed in this bhava. Mm-hmm. Hope that helps. Yeah. What thank you. Thank you very much. Marsh. Yes. Haribo. Okay. Um, could you talk a little bit more about the relationship that the the Bhav uh, of Prahlad with Nishingadev? You, you mentioned that it's front and center. It obviously is front and center in the seventh canto, and the Bhagavatam spends a lot of time on it, yet it seems to be uh, in Dasya for us, as you mentioned. Is it also more than that? Well, that's an interesting question, um, and um, yes, um, Prahlad is thought to be a great uh, devotee in Dasya Bhakti. Um, now, your question is: Is something more than that? Well, in a sense, uh, we could say yes, and for that, we would go to Bhakti Sandarbha. In the Bhakti Sandarbha, Jiva Goswami is writing about Raghunuga Bhakti. He's following the lead of Rupa Goswami, who wrote about it in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Hmm. But Rupa Goswami writes about Rag Bhakti in his text, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, as it expresses itself in Krishna Leela, in Braja. Hmm. He, he, I think there's some discussion there, either directly by Rupa or by the commentators, Shijiva or Vishmachakuri Thakur, of extending it partially to mixed Rag and 
Vaidhi Bhakti in Mathura, hmm? or maybe mixed Rag and Vaidhi in the Queens of Dwarka. So they're giving some, he's giving some slight spectrum gradation of the full Rag Marg in, in Braj, and maybe some traces of it here, partially here, mixed, uh, and so forth, right? But he stops there. It's all to do with Krishna Leela. Full emphasis on Braj Leela and extending a little bit to Matura and Dwarka Leela. These are the three um, uh, principal um, uh, areas of, of Goloka, right? Vrindavan, Matura, and Dwarka. Hmm? Krishna Leela. But in his Bhakti Sandarbha, uh, <clears throat> Jiva Goswami extends uh, this rag sensibilities further and identifies Prahlad in Vaikuntha. In Vaikuntha? As a rag bhakta. Hmm. A rag bhakta in Vaikuntha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I think he's just looking at it on a spectrum. And in the, I, he's probably, I'd have to look back at it, probably drawing on statements of the Bhagavatam that that describe Prahlad's uh, devotion. Uh, it, it's compared to it like like the pole star hmm? that everything's orbiting around, around in the Vedic cosmography. Hmm? So his whole life orbited around Krishna and was drawn naturally like a magnet, something like that, with, uh, with uh, spontaneity. We, we, there's no sadhana even in, in, in his life. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a special, special paradigmatic figure in 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 in, in Dasya Bhakti. That's an example of Dasya extraordinaire, let's say. Um, and uh, and I, I believe that you know he he must be worshiping Narasimhadev in in Vaikuntha, his deity Krishna appearing him to him in, uh, in as 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 Narasimha. Mm-hmm. What else? Another question? You also mentioned that Narsinga is worshipped in Vrindavan? Yeah. In the house of Nanamara, she's uh, the deity. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I have a question, Swami. Yes. Um, I was reading this morning um, Bhakti Rakshak Shiddhar Maharaj, in the encounters with divinity, he said that um, Govardhan Shila is, was given by Mahaprabhu to Raghunathas and that um, the Shalagram Shila isn't recommended um, because it is um, mostly about worshiping Lord Narayan. And so I was wondering, because you mentioned that Gopal Bhatta Goswami had Chalagram Shila and then in the morning he came and they turned into Bhagavan Krishna. So I was just wondering about that in the sense of what I yeah. read. Well, I think that uh, Gopal Bhatta uh, Goswami went to into the Himalayas and on uh, some type of pilgrimage, if I recall. And then he went, when he sought to take bath, he dipped his loda in the Gandaki and um, these Sheila's came in Loda. Um, so he dumped them back in. Oh, goodness. He put them. And then he put it again and again they came. And then a third time they came. So he thought, I guess they're supposed to, supposed to come with me. So, so he, he took them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was worshiping them. Mm-hmm. But um, one of them, as you know, as I said, turned into Krishna, which is that Radha Ramana is considered a combined form of Radha to Krishna, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who said to Gopal Bhatta, go to Vrindavan, stay there, and I'll, I will come again. This is how he came again. So um, he ended up worshiping uh, Radha Ramana. And I think the Shilas must have had some, uh, maybe we can look at it as an instance of Narayan showcasing the glories of the Vrindavan <laughs> Leela. Uh, something like that, or the position, yeah, position of the Shringa in relation to, to Krishna. Um, but yeah, I was once given a Shalagram 
Sheila and a Dwarka Sheila. And it wasn't something I wanted to, you know, participate. I didn't want to take, take part in that worship, but uh, another sannyasi like came to me and I couldn't, I couldn't say no, or I forget the circumstance. So there it was, I had them and I, and I, and I, just after I got them, I visited with Pujapat Shudamarj and I told him about it. He said, no, 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 don't worship them. We should only worship Govardhan. So then I had a reason to give them back to the fellow. <laughs> Shudamarj said, so here, you got to take them back. So we have, I worshiped him this morning, that little um, Govardhan Shila, Govardhan Shila Kijai. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, nice to meet with you all here on such an auspicious day. I hope you will. Um, take shelter of Bhagavan and the Shingadev. Follow example of Talad. See Bhagavan Shinga Chaturasi Kijai. Woe to Feminine. Haribo. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. You're welcome. You're very welcome.